Hey friends, this is Kelsey Jo Hillis, photographer, entrepreneur, wife, mom, and recovering people pleaser. This is my podcast, Picturing Purpose, where I have meaningful and authentic conversations with people from all different walks of life. My hope with this podcast is that you find encouragement, lean on faith, and trust God's purpose for your life. We will have a brand new episode for you every other Wednesday. So with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode of Picturing Purpose. Hello, Purpose Pleasers. This is Kelsey Joe with Picturing Purpose. Are you trying not to laugh at me, Joel? I start the, I start my podcast off every day like that, every time. <laughs> Are you really trying not to laugh at me? Okay, Joel's here. Joel Wanamaker, Pastor Joel. Good morning. One of... One of Fan favorites. Every now and then, I sprinkle him in there a little bit because he's just that pastor that you can talk to about anything, literally. You don't even want to know what he was talking about before we pressed record. Actually, probably a lot of people would have enjoyed that conversation. Yeah, I'm sure they would. Yeah. You are Michelle's husband. Michelle is my bestie for the resty. I just got to hang out with her yesterday. We did a podcast for another wedding venue and we What an honor. Yeah, I know. It felt really cool to be a guest on a podcast, honestly. I felt pretty special. But we just went to a talked about wedding venue stuff as wedding photographers. It was really cool. Well, today's subject it was kind of kind of spontaneous. I mean I've been playing it for a couple days, but This week, it's just been on my heart to have an episode of this nature, and I did a little test run on Instagram story, like seeing if people would like to for me to discuss it with someone, and the answers were great. I mean, like hundred percent of them said yes. Why are you looking like that? I'm gonna look it up. I didn't. I want to see. Well, it's gone now. Oh, it's been past twenty four hours. Oh. I basically just said, would it was on my podcast Instagram. You probably don't even follow it, so. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyway, it's, I, ju- I just said, would anybody be interested in a podcast with a pastor friend talking about praying in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, otherwise known as speaking in tongues, and things of that nature. It would have, you know, biblical truth and personal experiences, as well. A lot of people reacted to it. And I was honestly a little surprised. And I sent it to Michelle and she was like, a lot of people are hungry and you ju- we just don't see it because we're so afraid to talk about it. And from my perspective, I grew up, you know, in I was Catholic for a little bit. I was Baptist for a little bit. I just kind of, you know, I got around. And, I, I, and I, I've also been to a lot of different churches growing up, not because I chose to, but maybe like I was visiting someone there or like a friend was maybe getting an honor or, you know, something for children's church. I don't know. But I've been in a lot of different denominations. And this is probably the deepest I've been spiritually with the Lord in, you know, kind of the area that I'm in now, like the environment that I've been hanging out with, Harvest Time and your church, just kind of a lot. It, there's a a deeper deeper nest to it, if that's a word. What is your background? You have been you've always been in the like assemblies of God type denomination, haven't you? Mm, Growing up, ish. I mean, I grew up and I went to not Baptist. I don't even know what this one was. It was non denominational, and then we went to a couple other. We went to 
Charism- a lot of charismatic mm-hmm. churches, Pentecostal churches. We've been to AG churches. I mean, AG didn't happen until I was like older. And I sh- when I say older, I don't even know what that means to the people listening, but or you. I think I don't think I started <laughs> till like late teenagers, mm-hmm. uh, late teenage years, and then yeah, now I'm, I, I, yeah. So yeah, have, been, you, have you ever been to a church that wasn't very charismatic, like mm-hmm. it was very structured and reserved? Yes, I have been to. Yeah, I've been those, but that's part of where I grew up too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't a lot of that kind of stuff in. The area we grew up. Yeah, it's more prominent in the South, you think? No, no, I don't know if it's more prominent in the South, but just it was up there. But it just in my, I, when I say my area, I say my town. We didn't really travel a little more than 20 miles. So, and we had a small <laughs> town of like 10,000 people. So you got what you got and you just got it. You know what I mean? How many brothers do you have? I have uh, five brothers. Yeah. So you're a family of eight. Eight, yes. Mom, yeah. dad, six, six boys. Yeah. So mom was probably like, I'm not traveling any farther. Yeah. Time. I was actually talking to my brother about that. <laughs> he said it was a big it was a big deal once we started having a lot of kids to go to church. It's just a lot to get ready on a Sunday. It is. It is. Even with two, it's hard. And yeah. you have three, almost you're about to have four. Yeah. And not only just, yeah, just get them there, get them on time. <laughs> it's okay if they're not matching their hair's she, not brushed. Well, she usually just shaved our heads anyway, so that was usually taken care oh, of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's nice. We had buzz cuts, so. Yeah. Well, now you've got girls, so. Yeah, now we got girls. Now, Michelle, I don't know. I I try to do their hair, but uh, Michelle, I just stop sometimes because I'm like, just take over. She always says, I wish that this is one thing I wish you knew how to do. Then I'd have the whole morning set. She'd probably be like, then I can do whatever I want. Yeah. She can like work on her makeup and her hair. Yeah. I just can't. I, I'm not as, I, I don't know if it's, I don't care. I don't know if it's, <laughs> I'm not good. I can do a mad ponytail right now, but that's about it. Yeah. Well, we want to go out and play basketball. I can do a ponytail, but that's, that's not good enough. I feel like that's, I, yeah, I feel like a ponytail is good enough. Not for Michelle. Michelle mm. wants her kids to look like pristine. Yeah, that it ponytails. Yeah. It's good like if we're going outside to play on the swings. Yeah. <laughs> but not for church. <laughs> <laughs> my my daughter shows up with a messy bun in her hair and some sweats and a t shirt. That's that's my life. Mm. Okay, so to begin this, it's kinda hard to begin this. I wanted to I think what started it all was I had messaged you last week and was like, Hey, can you send me some scriptures of kind of what you lean on when you get asked about is speaking in tongues real or is it is it real for this day is is that supposed to be back it with when the apostles were here and all of that and you you said wait a second I'll send you some later and then the next day you're like by the way I preached about this on Sunday so I well, went back and watched it. Well, I was already working on something for Sunday because we're going through the book of Acts. And yeah. uh, we were in the middle of doing something. I can't remember what it was. I was out with oh, the kids not, or something. I'm not hating on you. No, I, I know. I couldn't remember. I was like, you know what? I was going to try to get her something real quick. I'm just going to tell her just to watch this or, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. And well, uh, I did. And, and it was really good. Yeah. So. And I took a lot of notes. <laughs> I'm a good student. Yes. And so the first one that I kind of, I wanted to read off was the day of Pentecost, which is Acts two, 
Mm-hmm. One, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. People were even—this is my notes—people were even questioning if they were drunk. So, in that in that verse, clearly, that is something that happened in real time, mm-hmm. right? Right. Just like the other Bible verses, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just like all the other ones, it really happened. Mm-hmm. So, what keeps people from believing that it doesn't happen today, that we can't be filled with the Holy Spirit? You know, I don't, I, I can't answer that for everybody. And I think some of us, we would like that answer. Someone might be listening and saying, well, why is that for me? Or, you mm-hmm. know, I think a lot of, I, I think one thing you have to understand is when we talk about the Holy Spirit and that thing, I think in general, the Holy Spirit isn't something we really talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because it is an uncomfortable conversation i think it's like just think of you know when you're you're you have children you have your mom and dad and your kids ask a question about where do babies come from and some people don't answer that because they know where it's going to lead Mm. you know what i mean because yeah that's good and some some sometimes with the holy spirit if we just nix out a lot of those because there's a lot of things that with the Holy Spirit in the New Testament kind of make us uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. And so we just, if we just kind of nix out that, and I'm not saying everyone does that. I just know just from past experiences, like we just avoid, and I've heard people specifically say that we avoid that because we know where it could lead. And not that they shouldn't know that. It's just, we're not, I don't think that's our place. This is quoting, and I don't think that's our place for our, as our ministry to tell, talk about that. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. But, <laughs> All right. But I think the Holy Spirit is just, you know, He is one He. He is a triune, part of the triune being, being of the Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, or Holy Ghost. As some, you know, someone says Holy Ghost. They, they, More than likely from the Pentecostal yeah, church. Yeah, Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah the Holy uh, Ghost. You know, Holy Spirit, a Holy love Ghost. It. And they, He is a part of that. And so we have to understand we don't worship and this is going to sound bad. I don't want people to, you know, this to sound bad here, but just listen, you have to listen this out, is that sometimes what we do is we put the Father, Son, and the Holy Word as the Trinity, mm. but it's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And not that the the Word of God's not valuable, because it's very valuable, because mm-hmm. Jesus in the Word is one, yeah. and everything the Word says is going to speak of, but we don't worship the things that come out of Jesus's mouth. We worship Him. And he and the word, they're always going to be lined up together. And so we love the Holy Spirit. He is a person. And when you learn to understand him as a person, as someone you can have a relationship with, it's a lot different than some weird subject mm-hmm. of, you know, because, you know, just I think of it like this is like, even when you got born again, the Holy Spirit was active. Yeah, He's the one that made you alive. It was mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit that made you alive. Isn't that not supernatural? Right. That's right. supernatural. Agree. And I think sometimes we're like, oh, no, I'm not into that. Super- oh, yes, you are. Mm-hmm. If you believe in being born again, you're all about the supernatural. Mm-hmm. If you believe in being saved, you're all about the supernatural. You're all about the Holy Spirit. You're all in. You just don't know it yet. 
And the Holy Spirit is completely supernatural. Everything he does is supernatural. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said it like this, those who worship me must worship me in spirit and truth. It's supernatural. It's not like nothing non-supernatural when it comes to God. He is not natural and he is supernatural. And the Holy Spirit is a supernatural thing. And sure, it's uncomfortable because it's something we can't reason. We can't like always understand everything he does. But I feel like as humans, we crave... We naturally crave supernatural. I think so. I think we love that stuff. Even if we don't, I mean, why do you watch so many Marvel movies? Why do we? Why does <laughs> Ooh, every? Why that's do, good. Why does that's every? Good. Why does every Disney movie have supernatural aspects? Mm-hmm. Every single one, not yep. like some of them. Even the old ones, bippity boppity boo. Yeah, you know, every single one has a supernatural aspect because we we love for something more than just the mm-hmm. norm. Yeah. We we watched like I was wow. sharing like I I am unashamed when I say it. like when someone says man I it's just not realistic I was like I don't watch movies to live my own life yeah <laughs> I I want to escape it yeah. <laughs> I want something special you know like and I, right. yeah, I like edge of your seat you want something mm-hmm. like oh this is and this is I think we all crave this adventure mm-hmm. why do and I'm not saying this is okay to do this but why do People leave their spouses sometimes because they got in the mundane. They want adventure. And I believe we're all craving this thing, an adventure. And I'm not saying don't mm. leave your spouses or whatever. But, I mean, I think your marriage should be an adventure. Yeah. And I think Agreed. everything you do should be run by faith. And faith is an adventure. And everything Absolutely. with the Holy Spirit is an adventure. If you read the New Testament, you read the book of Acts, it is an adventure for these people. And I believe as believers, we're called to be pioneers and we're called to be adventurers with God and blow wherever the wind's blowing, wherever the Holy Spirit's blowing, that's where we're supposed to be going. And I didn't mean to rhyme, but that sounded really good, you know, <laughs> for all you great speakers out there. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's the way it's supposed to be. And when we miss out on that, we really miss out what God desires for us to do because it's supposed to be so much fun. Yeah. And He wants to just have fun with us and just go on adventures with them. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the way it's supposed to be and it's not supposed to be boring. Church isn't supposed to be boring. It's supposed to be <laughs> like what's going to happen next kind right. of a thing and it shouldn't be something that has to be endured, but it should be something you're excited about. It yeah. should be explosive. It should be awesome. I agree. But uh, yeah, so for why everyone, I don't know. I know sometimes I I just want to keep it like this. If if you don't preach about something, you're not going to have those results. Yeah. If you preach about being born again and that you need a savior, guess what's going to happen? People are going to get born again and Mm -hmm. people are going to get saved. If you preach about the Holy Spirit, people Mm -hmm. being filled with the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. guess what's going to happen? People are going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. (laughs) Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Yeah. And the Bible says it like this, how can one believe if they don't hear, and how can they hear if there's no preacher? Right. And so you can't believe in something that you don't know anything about. You can't stand in faith for something if you have no knowledge of to believe. Yeah. And so, you know, we wonder why does that stuff happen here and not here? I was like, well, it's because you haven't heard anything about it. 
Yeah. And faith will rise up when you even just one little word on it, it could just stir something inside of you. Even today, yeah. you may get a little restless, like, what is this thing he's talking about? I got to have more of whatever they're talking about. What is this thing going on in Asbury right now? Yeah. I, I want to experience what's going on in Asbury yeah. and hunger. This hunger for mm-hmm. this. And so I hear these great testimonies, and that's what testimonies do. They build up your faith. That's right. Like saying, that can happen in my life. And I, you know, when we talk about this stuff today, it's going to just stir up something. That's just what the Word of God does. It's the promise of the Word, and the Word is always right. And so when you speak about things in the Word, things just start happening. He just starts moving. And yeah, so uh, I agree. It's a good it's a good thing. So I don't know why some I think it's the same thing. Maybe someone hasn't it didn't go the way they thought it was supposed to go in life and maybe they thought, you know, if I haven't experienced this, so I'm just gonna shame it. I, I I'm just saying from other Right. And right. So not everybody does. Not but, not everyone yeah. does. And so if I haven't experienced this, thus it must be wrong because I'm really spiritual. That's and true. Yeah. I don't want to look non spiritual for not having this. So Instead of me changing my lifestyle and lining up with the Word of God, I want the Word of God to line up with my lifestyle. Mm. And we talk about that with every other subject, but except for the real spiritual ones sometimes in it. Yeah. Or like this stuff, we're like, oh. Because yeah. it makes people uncomfortable at times. Yeah. No one wants to have to be wrong. And and it's okay, because I've been wrong a thousand times. I'll probably be wrong two thousand times. Yeah. And so I've missed it before, and I'll probably miss it again, but I don't plan on it. But, you know, I think we just have to be open to what the Word of God says It says things. You know, and I think of the way Jesus did miracles in the New Testament. It's like none of them were the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of, <laughs> I always think of the story of Mary when she got pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And we're... Just imagine like the Jewish people at that time hearing that and they're thinking, show me in scripture where God impregnates people with a, show me, where has he done this before? Where has he done this? When has the whole, like, well, never, but he did do it, didn't he? Yeah. He did. It's clear as day. It's clear as day. And so I think what we need to do is look at God's word and look, look at it more of, this is how God always does it. Instead of looking at it like that, just look at it as this is God's heart. This is God's heart more than anything. Yeah. We got to look for his heart more than, because Jesus was spitting in mud and rubbing in people's eyes. Does the Bible ever say spitting mud and rubbing in people's eyes? But Jesus did it, you know? Yeah. And did Jesus, did the Bible say, oh, you can walk on water by the power of the Holy Spirit? No, but Jesus did it. Mm-hmm. And everything he did, it says it was what? By the power. He came in the power of the Spirit. He was anointed by what? The Spirit. And everything Jesus did, I I love this, that Jesus came not as just God, because that's who he was, but he came as man. That's why he's called the Son of Man, because it emphasized his fleshliness, his man. But he was also 100% God. So his identity was God, but his being was man. Yeah. Because it says he was tempted like a man. And the Bible says God can't be tempted, but Jesus was. And so it's impossible to attempt to, to tempt God to sin, right? Am yeah. I right? Yeah. But it says Jesus was tempted. As every temptation that we experience, Jesus experienced. Mm-hmm. In the same way he walked this earth, we walk this earth. And I heard one person say it like this. If Jesus did all the miracles as God, as the power of God, that's awesome. 
But if he did it as a man mm-hmm. in the power of the spirit, that that calls me to something deeper. Mm-hmm. I have to get off the bench because I can follow that. I can follow those footsteps. Yeah. But if he did it as God, still awesome. But if he did it as a man with the power of the Holy Spirit, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. And I think we need to look at that or like, man, Jesus was just like us. He was tempted just like us. And he was empowered by the Holy Spirit, just like we can be too. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting to note that Jesus didn't do any miracles, no signs, no wonders until what happened? He was baptized. He was baptized. Yeah. And what happened when he was baptized? It said the Holy Spirit came on him like a dove. Yeah. And then the miracles started happening. Mm-hmm. And if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit in his life to operate like that, how much more do we need to operate like that? I'm going to pull up a scripture here. As, I was wondering if you were trying to. Uh, yeah, I just can't, I can't talk. If you, <laughs> I can't talk and do this stuff at the same time. I know. I'm, I'm a horrible the same human. way. But I, I wanted to pull this up here. Uh, do you have anything time. you have to say or what? Well, yeah, let, let me say one thing because it was something I wanted to say at the beginning and I forgot. I, I want to make it clear that this podcast is not to bash anyone if you have you know, different beliefs than we do. And really, it's not even about denominations, because I know Baptists and Catholics that speak in tongues, so it has nothing to do with that. I think it's more of how you—what's the word? How you interpret the Bible and in personal experiences, too. I mean, there may be people out there that have had some— really bad experiences in that type of like Holy Spirit filled church. And maybe they just don't even want to look back at it because they've just had experiences with people within the church, not with Jesus, but with people within the church that have caused them some trauma. So if that's something that, you know, you struggle with, I just don't want this to make anybody feel ashamed if they've never spoken in tongues or if they've never been filled with the Holy Spirit or if they don't believe in that, that that happens now. This is just our personal experiences and what we believe. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. Yeah. And I think sometimes what we do is we throw the baby out with the bathwater. And, you know, like I heard people talking about the Asbury thing. They're like, I don't know if it's a real revival. I was like, who Who cares? Who cares? (laughs) It's Jesus. Jesus is there. And I was like, what's a real revival? Yeah. Well, what I mean, does revival like, mean to you? What does revival revival is not even in the Bible? The word's Mm-mm. not even in the Bible. Yep. Except when it's referring to Lazarus coming back and Jesus. That's the only reviving. Mm-hmm. Really, it's talking about or being born again. Yeah. But I think I mean, like people are there worshiping Jesus. All oh, those sick, sadistic people. Yeah. How dare they? Yeah. <laughs> Praying for one another. How, How dare you dare worship <laughs> for, for people and come They're into community and unity? And yeah. I was like, what do you want them to sing? Do you want them to go to a Motley Crue concert or what? <laughs> Like what is going? I was like, I know. I was like, but you got to think if you're in that position and you're that cynical when people are doing something like that. Mm. I'm gonna let you know is if a preacher came in and preached the message, you'd be cynical about them. Yeah. And if someone else came in and did something, you'd be cynical about that. It, it's almost like people that are cynical are gonna be cynical about anything they can possibly be cynical about. Yeah. They're like nothing can be good because my life ain't good, so I gotta make everything else bad. Right. And so, but anyways, yeah. And so with Asbury or with the Holy Spirit, we just can't. We have to listen to. The, the Spirit of God, because mm-hmm. everything in the Word is by the Holy Spirit. And even by, you know, I, I'm going to go into yeah, go on it, but yeah. I'll read this scripture here. Philippians 2, 5, it says this, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be with God. 
to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. So with Jesus, he was the triune being. He is, he still was Jesus. I mean, if I was the king and I, just because I took off my crown and took off my robe and took, took my separate scepter and sat it down and I came out and I put on maybe a clothes of like a peasant, that doesn't change my identity. That's what Jesus did. He took off all of his authority and power as God yeah. and sat it aside and became just like one, one of you yeah. and me. And he gave us the example to follow. And if he followed this example, man, I'm going to run after him. Yeah. I'm going to follow that. I don't, I don't care what anyone else says. I'm going to follow his example. And if he needed this to do these things that he's done, and he, this is why he said it was so important. Like he said, hey, disciples, everyone else here, I'm going to let you know something. I'm going to be leaving, mm -hmm. but be happy that I'm leaving yeah. because the same Holy Spirit that's on me, mm -hmm. he's going to be coming to you. Yeah. He said that in John 14. He said that in John 16. Then he said at the end of John, and then at the beginning of Acts, when he's talking, he said, hey guys, I want you to stay in Jerusalem because that Holy Spirit I promised back there in John 14, John 16, I need you to stay in Jerusalem because that that Holy Spirit is going to be coming to you right there. Mm -hmm. And for all those ones, not probably not even everyone that heard that went there and stayed in Jerusalem, 120, it says. And then finally, that Holy Spirit came. Wow. And then he said, because I'm here, this is great, but I'm going to make a whole bunch of people that move and mm -hmm. operate just like I do. Yeah. Because I'm. he's desiring, this is what he always preached, was the kingdom of God. He kept on preaching the kingdom of God because he wasn't trying to get people from here to heaven. He was trying to bring heaven down here to earth. Mm -hmm. We saw that. Mm -hmm. And everywhere he went, what happened? Something good was happening. Because why? That's all that's in heaven is something good. And so he's like, I'm not praying. When he even taught him to pray, and he said, pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's what Jesus did. He went around doing good, healing all that was oppressed. And so we have to think this mentality, I can't do ministry without God, yeah. you know? And so we're going to go into, I'll go into more details about what the difference is. And, you know, because, you know, people have, I've heard a lot of them, even when I was a teenager, you know, I went to a, a church that believed in this stuff as my older teenage years. And I had people from rival youth groups. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Rival youth yeah. groups in the it, town. Yeah, it's true. It and happened. they would say, well, I don't go because they, my parents said this, 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 and, you know, yeah. and you know, I have, I know, I know a lot of the things they said. You're the uh, crazy church. That we yeah. are the crazy church. But <laughs> That's they all I heard growing up was the crazy church. Well, well, I don't know if we were the crazy church, but I think it was funny. Like I remember one time, person said speaking in tongues is demonic. I oh said, my goodness! They literally said that, and I said, "Why do you hang out with me all the time then?" <laughs> I literally <laughs> <I'm so> demonic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, honestly, if I knew something was demonic, I said I'd never hang out with them. Yeah, and they're like. I was like, so you got to make a decision right here, right now. Right. Yeah. I was like, obviously, I don't think I, you don't think I'm demonic. Right. And I do want to get into tongues before we go well, we will. into we will. it way much. But I do believe that like our, when we testify, is so powerful. So I, I do want to share, like, I want you to be able to share your experience and I'm going to share mine too. 
Because I think people have this illusion that they have to go to a church service or some type of revival and then go up to the altar and get slain in the Holy Spirit and have this like whole experience in order to be able to speak in tongues. And I thought that growing up. And I had dinner with your wife one night. Okay. (laughs) And I know you, do you know this story? No, I'm just, I'm magic. I'm trying to think of it. Okay. I I was like, have I told you this story? I'm sure she, maybe she told you, but. We had a, my kids and my husband were out of town. They went to to see his parents and I had a wedding that night and Michelle and I decided to meet up for dinner afterwards and we just had a conversation about it. And I, I just kind of felt a conviction. This was a couple of years ago, I think, but I just had a, you know, a true conviction in my heart to really ask her about tongues. And because I, I was just very unaware of anything that's going on. I also grew up being told that it was wrong and that it's not true and it's just, you know, a bunch of hoopla and people just wanting to have the light shined on them and, you know, all those churches are the crazy people and blah, blah, blah. So when I asked her about it, which I had asked her about it before, and she, you know, shared her testimony with me about how, you know, it was a very intimate thing for her where, you know, it she's just feels like it's it's kind of what it the power of the Holy Spirit when she's being intimate with the Holy Spirit that she's just so madly in love with Jesus that this is what kind of edifies it for her. And whenever I brought it up to her at dinner that night, I was like, so like, do I have to like go to church and like do all these she says, no, Kelsey. She goes, you can literally go home and ask the Holy Spirit to give you the gift of tongues and just believe it and start speaking it. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to look like a crazy person by myself in my house. Nobody looking around. Just the thing of the people that do it in front of people at the altar. I know. And that's, that's the crazy thing is that even whenever you're by yourself, no one's in the room and you're still embarrassed. Like that, that is the deception from Satan for real, that the fact that you can be by yourself and feel like an idiot, you know what I mean? (laughs) Nobody is even in there to make fun of you, to judge you or anything. So anyway, I go home, I'm by myself, my husband's not home, my kids aren't home, and I did what she said. I actually, well, I I listened to a podcast because, you know, that's me. Mm -hmm, And just to kind of help me, and I had also been recently reading a book called The God I Never Knew by Robert Morris. Great book if you ever want to read Mm -hmm. something like Uh, that. Robert Morris, yeah. Yes, that book is incredible. Anyway, and a lot of his, the things that he talks about in there, he talks about how a lot of people are afraid and they think that they think that God is just going to speak for them. Like, it's just going to be like, you know, you're just going to start speaking. But you, yeah, like, but you have to take those steps of faith. You have to start speaking. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. And so this book talked about how, you know, when babies are born, they have to learn all of these things in order. And when they start talking, they start saying, dad, dad, you know, and they start making sounds. And then over time, they become 
speakers. They can talk fluently like everybody else. And so it's like that, where you begin to speak these words that you don't know what you're saying. You just move your mouth. You you start audibly saying things. And then as you go, like that first night that I did that, I'd sound nothing like I do now <laughs> in the spirit. So it's all about growing in that. So yes, I was by myself. I was in my bed in the dark. I had worship music playing, like had whole mood set, probably had some essential oils going. <laughs> and Shekinah. um Shekinah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I it's crazy that but that night I just it felt so real to me. And there were moments where I was like, is this real? Like, you know, kind of doubting it. But as I went through the motions and I even at one point, I went to sleep for a little bit and I woke up and I was speaking in tongues and I went and I I was getting cold. So I needed to turn the heater on. And usually when I'm by myself in my home in the dark, I'm like, you know how little kids, they like rush down the hall really mm-hmm. quick because they're scared and then they rush back. I do that as a, a 31-year-old woman or right, however right, old right. I was then. And so, but that night, no fear. I mean, I was walking through the house like just standing my ground. And I was like, why should I be afraid? This is my home. Jesus lives in this home. Why do I need to be afraid? And I turned my heater on and I walked back to the room and I just like, this feels different. I feel different. Mm -hmm. And so, that's my testimony. It's not something where I went to a church and had it happen, which is great. If that's your story, awesome. Uh, But I just wanted to make it known that it does not have to be like that. And if you want to go into more of that from my story, feel free. Yeah, that that was really good. Thanks, Joel. Yeah, I heard. Well, I shouldn't say I heard. I was there. I mean, I remember one day, there was a plethora Actually, a plethora, just like it what was that movie, Three Amigos, of like different scenarios. And so I went with, it was at a church service. I remember we were praying that morning for this woman in a Sunday school class. And she, I said, I started talking about this subject about being filled with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and praying in tongues. And I said, well, it was just this woman in this class and it was me in there. And I said, Michelle, I need you to come in here so it's not awkward. Yeah. And so she's like, okay. So, uh, anyways, so Michelle came in there with me. I said, so we talked about it enough. You ready? She goes, she was taking a bite out of her donut. I remember <laughs> when I asked her that. So I said, you ready? She goes, ready for what? Well, we ain't going to just sit here and talk about this stuff. We're just, we're going to do it. Yeah. And I was like, you ready? And she said, yeah, sure. And I remember it took probably about, we stood up. I said, father, I just pray right now. You just fill her with your Holy spirit. Mm. And then 10 seconds in, she just started where her whole mode completely changed within mm. like she was sitting there as a person just sitting there like you're in a classroom. Yeah. And then it goes to a person that's completely changed. You can tell something's happening on the mm-hmm. inside. Like you ever had, I, I mean, I, I, how do I say it like this is that, you know, when someone said it to me before, like, Hey, you're uh that's demonic. I was like, man, the devil's doing a horrible job. Making me pray in tongues because when I do it, I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. I love Jesus yes. more than anything. There's the nothing. Deep love. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like it's a horrible gift to give a person to make them <laughs> love Jesus. I mean, because it just makes me. I just love Jesus, and I remember when that happened. You know how it's almost like you go from some sort of stagnant mm-hmm. thing into 
it, that's what it's like because you think of the the word of god refers to the holy spirit as water and you ever notice how that's the difference between a river and a pond you can drink out of a river but you can't drink out of a pond you'll get sick because yeah. there's no running water to keep it clean <laughs> And that's what it's kind of what happened is like she went there, not that she was stagnant or like dead, you know what I mean? Right. She was there, she wasn't, but you could tell something just started happening on the inside of her. Mm-hmm. And she, tears were flowing down her face. I mean, we're talking within 30 seconds. I didn't generate anything. I just said, all right, we're going to pray you be filled. And so I just prayed over her, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray you just fill her with your precious Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come and just renew her relationship. Fill her fresh with your power and your presence. And she just went off like, I mean, there was a little Sunday school class in the middle of nowhere in this church. And so it was just awesome. It was just a completely God. But here's what's really funny, too. Later that day, that was Sunday school. And then after service, at the end of service, a person, she brought her son up to the front to get him filled, a stepson. And he came up. Now, this person not, because this is where we kind of get weirded out by the Holy Spirit. We think Holy Spirit tongues. We think people are jumping from the chandeliers. We think people are running around, shouting, dancing, <laughs> a whole bunch. Of, now, that may yeah, happen. Yeah, some people do. <laughs> that may happen. And we we have seen, well, people just put on sometimes. And you know what? They do. Yeah. You know what? People put on love, too, sometimes. They're faking it. That doesn't mean love isn't real. Yeah. And that, the same thing with the Holy and Spirit. Maybe that's how they express their love, too. Uh, yeah, and there's this young man that came mm-hmm. up, not a real expressive person. Mm-hmm. He came up, and he, I was like, well, do you want it? Because I, I, I was asking him, well, she brought him up. Maybe she just wants him to have it, and he don't want it at all. And so I asked him, do you want it? He goes, yeah, yeah, I do. And not not a lot of expression out of him. And I just laid hand. I said, well, Father, I just pray right now. In the name of Jesus, fill him up with your Holy Spirit. Oh, it gave me chills. And then he had his hands in his pockets. Oh, and he started praying in tongues right there in front of me. How many people have you seen? Mm. There, he wasn't jumping, but he yeah. was just hands in his pockets, like yeah. nothing. We think well, this has got to happen. I've seen some people say, you know, I've seen people holding up other people's arms as if like they're mm-hmm. like radio antennas trying to pick up a signal from God to get the tongues to come into them, you know. <laughs> yeah. And and I've seen some people with their hands in their pockets, mm. and so I think sometimes we think. It's got to be a certain way, or this is how they've always done it. This is how I've always seen it done. And God is no respecter of persons, and uh, mm-hmm. He is going to hit anybody that is hungry for it. And yeah. no matter what their hunger looks yeah. like, if they, He knows their heart, if they're hungry, He gives those the people the desires of your heart, and He knows the desires of your heart. And wow. if you want it, He'll give it to you. Yeah. That's right. And so I think we kind of put things in a box. And I think that probably what some people, they're like, well, I'm uncomfortable with it. I've never been in a church service that they do this crazy stuff. I said, who says it has to be crazy? Who says it can't happen in your bedroom? Who says it can't happen in your shower or in your car or in the parking lot? I heard a a girl told me the story about how it happened to her in a parking lot. She was really sad about her dog being brought into the veterinarian. It had a a whole bunch of things were happening in her life that day. And she was out in her car just praying to Jesus. And she says, all of a sudden, it just hit me. Wow. It just hit me right in my car. Someone at our church that happened to him. And she told the story. I I just went off right in in the parking lot of my car. And she goes, oh, my gosh, this is what. Pastor Joel was talking about this. It almost thing. makes me think because she was so deep in her like 
I don't know, I hate to use the word emotions these days, but like she was so deep in grief. Yeah. And she said, like, God, I just need help right open. now. Yes. She I was need open to hungry. It. Yeah, yes. yes. Sometimes at our lowest moments, that's mm-hmm. when we get the hungriest. Yeah. We <laughs> hear the most starving for something. Yeah. And so I think that's where we have to, you know, that's why self-righteous people don't like righteousness because mm. Or being mm. salvation by grace because we like to think that we somehow earned it on our own. And and I think if you're not hungry, guess what? You'll never be filled because you're so full of yourself. How could you ever be filled with somebody else? And I think that's what it comes to sometimes with the Holy Spirit. You, It comes to a point where you're saying, I'm not very good at ministry. Mm-hmm. I'm not very good at ministering to my family. I need somebody's help to do this. And I think that's the difference. And I'm going to go into here and this a couple scriptures here. Yeah, but that's the difference because I've heard people say, "Well, was the, the Holy Spirit not part of my salvation? Is this different, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. salvation?" And I'm like, "Yes, they're two different areas. They could both happen right there when you get saved. I mean, but that's not what happened. I, I want to refer to it like this: is like salvation is for the world. I think sometimes we think the Holy Spirit's for the world. He, the Holy Spirit, was sent to convict the world of their sin." But salvation is for the world. Jesus Christ is for the world. Mm -hmm. But the gift and the baptism of the Holy Spirit is only for his kids. And so when we become his children, he's like, I got the greatest gift. I got this gift right here for you. Jesus, I mean, it's not like Jesus is greater, but it all has its different place in there. And so we have to realize the Holy Spirit was for it's that second step. And when you get saved, the Holy Spirit does come in. He's the one that comes and it says you get this deposit and he comes in there and he comes and transforms you and makes you brand new. You're a new creation now in Christ Jesus. You're now the righteousness of Christ. The Holy Spirit's the one that did that work. I yeah. agree with you 100%. Yeah. For anyone that's like saying, oh, no, Joel, oh, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I was like, no, you were transformed by the Holy Spirit, but you weren't baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because I was always thinking about in Acts 8. In Acts 8, Philip was going around doing miracles. Philip, not even an apostle. Philip, this man, he was going around doing miracles. And it says Simon was going around following Philip, amazed by all the things that he was doing. This guy who was appointed by the apostle said, hey, you need to go do this stuff. He said, okay. And so he went out and did all this stuff and he was doing miracles, signs, wonders, where all these things were happening and everyone was astonished. People were giving their life to Jesus. It says people believed and were baptized. But then Philip said this, he goes, okay, this is what we need to do. We need to get Peter and John, they know more about this stuff. We need to get them in here and lay hands on them so they could be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. They, were already, they already believed, they were already baptized. But then he said, let's bring Peter and John here to pray about over them that they get filled with the Holy Spirit. And Peter and John came in and it says they laid hands on all of them. They all got filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was already working. They were already believing. They were already baptized. I think they- Is that the scripture that they were at? He asked them if they've been baptized and they said, yes, John baptized No, that's, that's Paul that did that. Oh, okay. Paul did that later on. But that's another one. He goes, yeah. upon, that was a baptism of repentance, but this baptism was with Holy Spirit and with fire, yeah. referring to that one. And so okay. they, he was referring to, hey, they believed and they were saved. This is what, he wasn't even probably teaching the same things quite like John the Baptist did, but mm-hmm. he probably he was a little under the apostles teaching a little bit more. And so he went... And he went and spoke these things. So obviously there's two separate things that happen. Mm -hmm. So they believed and were baptized, which I think is great. That is awesome that they did that. But there's more. 
there was more. And so I think that's something we need to, there are separate things, although it could happen at the same, I've seen people happen, they get saved and the same thing happened at the same time, but I've seen people been saved for 15 years and then that didn't happen until 15 years after they were born again as well. So it doesn't have anything to do with salvation, right? What? Like being filled with the Holy Spirit. If someone doesn't like speak in tongues. No, no, you're saved. still going to hell. I'm not saying you're not. I just want to specify yeah, that yes, for yes. anybody I think sometimes people think, that's why I said they believe they were baptized. <clears throat> These people are going to heaven. Mm-hmm. These were sanctified people. Yes. These were people that were full of the righteousness of Christ. They right. were, you know, when Jesus saw them, they saw, he saw the righteousness of Christ. But I think that's the difference. And I'm going to pull up another scripture here just because I don't want to go in. I'm going to give my testimony here. Yeah, like you yeah, wanted please. to do. Yeah. But there was a scripture that Jesus talked about referring to this, this subject about how it hasn't happened. And I'm going to pull it up. It's in John. Let's see here. Here he says this on the last day of the feast. This is John seven thirty seven. The great day Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Mm. And so he's saying... At one time he referred to, I like to think of it like this, is like, well, that woman is at the well, you come drink of me, I'll give you a well of living water and you Mm -hmm. never thirst again. When you get born again, you get a well. Mm -hmm. And that's great. But did you know when you build a well, that only benefits the people on that property? Mm -hmm. But when there's a river, that's for public access. Wow. And so the river is for everyone to come and drink out of. And that's the difference between Jesus. Was he righteous before he was water baptized? Mm. Yeah, he never sinned. But then when the spirit came on him, it's time for public access. And so his ministry went out to go and do whatever God called him to do. Mm -hmm. And so we we have to realize when we get born again, that doesn't, that affects you. Mm. But when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, it's going to start affecting everyone around you. And wow. so it's everyone, because Jesus didn't start doing miracles and ministering, because we got to realize miracles, signs, and wonders. And when we go into 1 Corinthians 12, those gifts of the Spirit, those are not, those are gifts of the Spirit. Those are things given by love. That's why 1 Corinthians 13 is right after that. Yeah. Love. Mm-hmm. Because these are things that He loves people so much. Mm-hmm. I'm going to heal them. Yeah. I love people so much. I'm going to f- multiply the bread and I'm going to feed them. I love I love them so much. I'm going to let them hear. I love them so much. I'm going to give them I'm going to take away their pain. I love them so much. I'm going to deliver them from this demonic presence. I love them so much. I'm going to do this. And that's why it's public the gifts of the spirit is to love people and to treat people just like Jesus could treat them. And so, because you got to realize Jesus was a carpenter up to that point. And many of us, this is where we are in our life, in our relationship with Jesus. We are basically, we're running our own life. We're taking our own thing. We're saved. We are thankful. We praise Jesus for our salvation. But when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, it's to change the world, to change the world. And so, no one can, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why rivers, you can't just like say, that's my river. 
It's pu- anyone can go to the river and get a drink of water. Mm-hmm. They're gonna say, "No, I own that river." I was like, "No, you don't. You don't own that. Yeah. That's public access." And so I think that's where we have to understand there's a difference why the Spirit of the Lord comes upon people. When even in the Old Testament, it said the Spirit of the Lord came upon such and he prophesied. The Spirit of the Lord came upon this and he did this, is is to do things, get things done. And so this is what God wants to get things done through you to all these people. And yeah, I think the Holy Spirit, he is great and he'll lead you and guide you into this thing. And yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I, like, I, Personally, I believe that, you know, before I got filled with the Holy Spirit, it wasn't that I wasn't a Christian and that I didn't love Jesus, but He worked through me so—I want to use the word passionately. I know that sounds crazy, but it was like a deeper—it was a deeper change for me where I felt so confident in Christ, and I felt so confident in His power that— for instance, two years ago, if the Lord, if I was at a church service and the Lord said, Hey, I want you to go tell that person that I love them so much and that, you know, just maybe a little bit of a story, a background, I would have never in a million years did that. And now it's like the Lord tells me to do something and I'm like, Okay, I've got you. It's, it's, it's also a humbling experience. Like he has humbled me, he has made me, um, I, even at the beginning of this podcast, you know, there's always that back of the brain thing going like, oh, well, this podcast is to glorify God, but it would be kind of cool if I got a little popular from it, you know, that (laughs) fleshly desire. And now I, that thought doesn't even cross my mind anymore of the, the humbling experience that he has given me. He has totally transformed the way that I think and the way that I think about myself and others. I, I mean, he's working through me. It's not Kelsey anymore, you know? I, there, my, Kelsey's personality is there, mm-hmm. but it is the Lord working through me. If if he wants me to give a word to someone, I do it. You know, I, I get sick of just not listening to him. It gets really tiring of just saying, okay, you know, okay, Lord, I'm not going to live that life, you know? I, I, you want me to do this, but I'm not going to. You just get to a point where you get sick of living that way, and you're like, I'm just going to do whatever you want, because I know that my life is 10 times better whenever I do what you have purposely given me to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, he'll give that's you— That's all I got to say about it, that. It, it, I think, and I think some people, they go like— Signs, I'm not even talking about signs, wonders, and miracles Mm. as much. I am. I am talking about that. But I think sometimes we don't realize how practical it is as well, is that the Bible says they'll know us believers by our love. And we have to realize this, is that in Galatians 5, when it's talking about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, Mm. peace, patience, Mm -hmm. kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, all these things. Mm -hmm. When he's talking about those fruit of the spirit, you know what kind it's talking about the fruit of your spirit. You are a spirit. Yeah. And the born again spirit, the fruit of a born again spirit are these things. Mm -hmm. And it's talking about there's a there's a battle between your flesh and your spirit over your life. Mm -hmm. And I like then when you go into first Corinthians 14 it says, when you pray in the Spirit, mm-hmm. referring to spray, praying in tongues, because in, in in 1 Corinthians 14, it says, I will sing with the Spirit and I will sing with understanding. Basically, I'll sing with the language that I know, which for me, it's English. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to sing also in this language I don't know. 
I'm going to pray in this language I don't know, and then I'm also going to pray in the language I do know. And so it's saying you're when you pray in the spirit, your mind is unfruitful. And it says when you, this is all in first Corinthians 14. So go there and read this, but it says when you pray in the spirit, it says it edifies yourself. And that word edify is the word build up. And that's where we get also that word edifies where we get the word charge, like charge our battery in the English language. So when you pray in the spirit, it charges yeah. yourself. It says it charges your own spirit. Definitely. So here's what's so cool about that. And I, this is why it's so practical. I find this is that when I spend more time praying in the spirit, I can love those people where before it was hard, but now those thoughts of like frustration and annoyance with them, it doesn't come. Mm. You know, how, have you ever like shook someone's hand and said, oh, God bless you. But deep down inside is like, I can't stand you. You're annoying kind of a thing. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Yeah, we all put on that Christian face when we come to church and we're like saying, oh, God bless your brother. I love you. You're like deep down. I'm like, if I have to shake his hand one more time. (laughs) But when you pray in the spirit, I can tell you right now, I've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. People will just start when it, even when they just get filled, they just start hugging people that are around them. They don't even know who they are. (laughs) I do this all the time. They just start hugging. Yeah, but you know why? Because you're walking in the spirit (laughs) now. Right. You're walking in the spirit. Because when you walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Yeah. And so when you're spending time in him and being filled with the spirit, Mm. you don't have to try to love people anymore. Mm -mm. It's so easy. Your instincts are changing. Absolutely. Because he empowers you to have Mm. patience. Like, you know, when someone says, you gotta have more patience. Like how do you just gather patience right now? Yeah. How do you, I'm as I'm sitting here in my car and I'm six cars deep and I'm five minutes late to work. How do I just <laughs> gather patience right now? Yeah. Patience is a fruit of the what? Spirit. Spirit. It's not something you just put on like, right on. oh, I got to look real patient to look, be a good Christian. Mm. Patience is a substance of the spirit. Yeah. And so we're going, we're trying to put on, we've, we've taught our kids, we've taught people behavior modification and not yeah. heart transformation. And yes. that only, maybe you're better than me, everyone yeah. listening, but I'm not that good. I need his Holy spirit That's to right. change me. And I need to be empowered by him. Cause I can't be who God called me to be even to my kids or my wife. I'm not even talking about laying hands and having crusades or whatever, or mm. doing that stuff. I can't even love my family properly because yeah. as soon as my kid does one thing, I'll, I'll, I'll blow up. Yeah. But if I am full of him, you know what? There's, there's some grace. I have yeah. a little more grace. I have That's patience right. because I'm full of him. Yeah. And maybe you might be dealing with that stuff. Like, you know, you're arguing with your kids, you're arguing with your spouse and you're like, if they would just get it right. And you know what? Maybe you, you need to get it right. <laughs> maybe you just need to be full of him all the time. Mm. And then before what used to like tick you off just like that. Now all of a sudden you're like, it's okay. Mm. They're going to look at you like, what happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> he happened to me. Yeah. And then that, and, and it's so practical. That's why I say, cause sometimes they're like, well, I'm not going to be a minister, which that's another whole nother subject. But, but <clears throat> I, I feel like there's so many questions and so many obstacles sometimes to this, mm-hmm. you know, so I've heard people say, you know, well, this stuff, you know, these things have stopped or, you know, they don't have any more apostles. There's no more prophets and stuff like that. Have you heard that, Kelsey? Maybe. Well, that's what I wanted to. I actually wanted to mention that because okay. that was one of the scriptures you talked about. Was when when 
even after the apostles, he told 70, was it 70 people? 70 people, yeah. Yeah, to go out. And so, what makes it that it was just those 70 people and not us now? Well, yeah, that, I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. There's yeah. 120 people that got filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. There wasn't 12 disciples. Yeah. Or 12 apostles. Well, we know for sure there wasn't 12 because poor old Judas wasn't there. <laughs> but they replaced him right before oh, that happened. Oh, oh. They they replaced him. So there was 12 technically, yeah. But there were 12 apostles there and they were filled. And then it says there was another 108 that were right mm. there that were filled as well. Mm. And then we hear, see, if you read the rest of the book of Acts, there was multiple, not like one or two or three. This is like every chapter. Yeah. People are getting filled with the Holy Spirit. And it just keeps on happening. It keeps on happening. Then guess what? Miracles are happening. They're following these people. And then not just the apostles. They're following people the apostles ministered to. And then those people that the apostles ministered to, they also do it to other people. So it's not just like grandchildren of the apostles that are walking out this stuff. And so we are still, this is what I'm trying to get at, is we're still in the book of Acts. Mm. Except it's just like chapter 400 instead of chapter 20. And so we're still walking out what Jesus died, went to the cross, died, resurrected and say, hey, here comes the promise. He's coming to you. Yeah. And we can't just pick and choose, you know, what, what scriptures we want to believe in. It, it says these signs shall follow those who believe. And I don't know about you, but I'm a believer. Yeah. And I'm always going to be a believer. And if I believe John 3.16 is for me, I believe John 14 is for me. I believe Acts 2 is for me. And I believe every scripture in the Bible has something for me. Mm-hmm. And so with the apostles and the prophets, you know, because that's in Ephesians, it talks about that God gave us apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. And that is true. God did do that. And people say apostles and prophets are done which I don't believe they have a scripture really to say apostles and prophets are done because most of these churches that say apostles and prophets done, I would say 99.9% of them have pastors. Mm -hmm. And the very same scripture that said God gave pastors and apostles and prophets, we just say, well, we're done with apostles and prophets, but we're going to keep pastors. Mm -hmm. If they're done with apostles and prophets, we got to be done with pastors too. Yeah. And because I think it's, it's interesting that pastors are in there and it's mentioned i think pastors is mentioned once maybe twice more than that a couple more times than that if you include the word shepherd is which is what literally pastor means in the greek mm-hmm. a shepherd but prophets is mentioned in the bible yeah hundreds yeah of times apostles mm-hmm. more than pastors and shepherds yeah. and we're okay with teachers we're okay but if we have apostles that means we're there's got to be things yeah. that follow that. Because mm-hmm. if we have prophets, you know what that means? We have to have prophecy. Yeah. And so we, and you know what? People have misused these things. And I think that's where is a fear of misuse. And so we don't like want to. Like when they do, come up and tell you that you may die tomorrow. You may die tomorrow. Yeah. Or, you know, and there is stuff like that. And that's why God gave us each a Holy Spirit to ourselves to yeah. discern. discern. Yeah. Or, you know, he might say something and you put it on the shelf. And you're like, I'm going to put it yes. on the shelf and I'll look at yeah. that later. And, uh, you know, and I think there has been misuse. And so, so no one has to deal with wildfire. They just throw a damp cloth on everything and say, we're not going to have any of that. Yeah. And so, because they're afraid of wildfire. And I understand that. But at the same time, that's why God gave great anointed Holy Spirit led pastors to help shepherd the flock. Yeah. 
That's why he gave shepherds so the wolves don't come in and trick everybody because yeah. he gave great Holy Ghost empowered pastors. Yeah. And so, and I believe if, if we're going to have God's people at the end raise up and be what God's called them to be, they got to have not just pastors in their life, and which I do believe you need to have a pastor and of a church. Yeah. But I believe that all those five fold ministry need to be speaking into your life so you can grow up and be what God called you to be. That's right. Because you know what apostles teach you to do? What? They teach you to be apostles. To be apostle, yeah. You know what prophets teach you to do? To teach, prophesy. To prophesy. Yeah. You know what evangelists <laughs> teach you to do? <laughs> to evangelize. To evangelize. You know what teachers teach you to do? <laughs> teach. How to teach and rightly discern the word of God. You know what pastors do? Teach you how to, you know, protect yeah. the flock. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have one of them a lot heavily. Even teachers will have those too, but we got to have the rest of them as well. Yeah. And that's why the Bible says, I rather you prophesy. He mm-hmm. goes, I hope that if you could have any, I pray that you prophesy. Why would he tell you and say, I pray this if he didn't believe it was God's will for you to do it? That's right. Yeah. And he said, pray in the spirit. Do this as well. It says, pray in the spirit for all saints in Ephesians 6. Well, you can't pray in the spirit for all saints if you don't pray in the spirit. Yeah. We can't believe in the beginning of Ephesians 6 and then not believe in the end of Ephesians 6. Yeah. Because the Bible specifically talks about praying in the spirit as not with your understanding, with your mind not knowing what you're speaking. Mm-hmm. And so it's impossible to pray in the spirit for all saints if you don't pray in the spirit. And and why it's so important you're like, "Well, do I how do you pray in the spirit for saints?" And I was like, "You know, it's impossible for me to know everything that's going on with Kelsey." I can't know the deep, intimate details of where she is today and why right. she is the way she is. Because, you know, sometimes we we like to see, feel like we know so much. We've read so much psychology. We know, mm. oh, oh, I can figure this out. No, you can't. Yeah. No, you can't. You can't figure out any of that stuff. And the Holy Spirit's the only one who knows. I know exactly why the way they are. <laughs> I know the trauma that I know the word that was spoken to them when they were five years old. Yeah, that's right. That caused this whole thing. Yep. They don't even know. They may not even know it. They don't, yeah. they don't even know it, but I know what caused this whole wow. thing that gave them that image problem. Why they have, they lack all confidence because yes. that thing that mom said, their mom said wow. to them when they were five years old, but the Holy spirit knows it. And this is why it's so important. Jesus knew when he went up to people, he's like, we need to have a counseling session. How many times did Jesus, I'm not saying counselors are wrong. I, I believe in that. I'm very thankful for that. And I'm for doctors and all this thing. But you know what? What? How much more would it help if we were Holy Spirit empowered counselors mm. that we would have answers that came from heaven? Mm. And then he would say, I know exactly what caused this thing. Mm. Or when someone comes in and they're like, they're your doctor and you're in there, you're doing, because some people won't ever go to a pastor, but they'll go to you doctors. And guess what, doctors, you ha- you're in the same ministry as Jesus, and you're all about bringing healing to people's bodies, mm-hmm. and I'm all for that. And they won't ever go to a preacher and have them lay hands on, but they'll go to you with your scalpel, and you can be Holy Spirit, like, I know exactly what's yeah. going to, the Holy Spirit will give you the answers, what you need to do. And this is why even in your prayer life, why you need to pray for all saints, because when you pray in the Spirit, you pray for specific things that you don't know. You're like, I can pray, I pray God you would protect Kelsey, yeah. but I can pray in the Holy Spirit which I don't know what I'm saying, but he knows what to say. And he'll say, tomorrow at 2.30 p.m., someone's going to come and try to do this to Kelsey. God, I pray in the name, like all these wow, things. Yeah, it'll go yeah, right yeah. specifically. 
and I, the protection over her mind, this is going to happen. Yeah. And that, you know, that she will have boldness to speak. I'm going to give her these words to say right when that thing comes. And you that, have no idea that you're praying for me. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea. I'm praying for This is why it's so important that we're praying his kingdom come perfectly. Right. Now, the scripture is great. You can pray scripture. And I encourage everyone to know the scripture and pray the scripture. But the Holy Spirit knows the word and season for you. Like, you know who you're going, like, what kind of person you need to marry. But the Holy Spirit knows in five years what kind of a person, because they can Who's put on walk in your life, yeah, yeah. what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Yeah. And so this is why he's very specific with you. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, what I, I kind of love about it, sorry to... Yeah, um, go ahead, yeah. But when sometimes when I don't even have the words to say, the words to pray, praying in the Spirit, is it's almost like it's kind of a relieving feeling of like, I don't even have to think of the words. It's like you take the cap off. Yeah. Yeah, because when you... I feel like I can praise... Jesus, and this is just me, honestly. You might, I do like sing the worship songs, and I do. I'm being completely honest here. I sing the worship songs, and I do it because I want to have unity yeah. and I want to be a part. But sometimes I want not say sometimes. This is all the time. I go off into something else because it's just not enough. Yeah, it's not. It's. Not, I feel like it's not enough. What I'm saying, Jesus deserves so much more, and I I got this bottle up. Wow. How is I feel. It's just a deep desire to I do just, that. Yeah. I have to release this because it's not what I'm saying. And we only are so limited. You know, you can only say hallelujah, praise the Lord so many times. <laughs> but when you, and Jesus is like, just come on, I can give you some whole bunch more yes. words right now. And you can go off and, and you can just say it. And it's like, that's why it says worship or sing in the spirit and sing with your understanding. Yeah. And so for me, I don't, if, I don't want to not walk in everything that God has for me. Yeah. You know, like if God has something for me, I want it. Mm-hmm. I desire that. And I think everybody does. They're just afraid. They don't want to be uncomfortable. And I actually listened to something this morning and I wrote it down because it was so good. It was a pastor. He said, I believe we are living in a time where we need to break out of this dead religious mindset We where we aren't letting the power of the Holy Spirit move and break chains. And I, I wrote this, but revive people from the dead. Mm-hmm. That was my own words. But for me, personally, I, I 100% agree with that. We are just living in a time where it's 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 dead. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be revived because the Holy Spirit has to dwell in someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yes. And I, yeah, I'd rather be drenched with it than yes. have it a sip. Like when I drink. If yeah. I, if I don't like, want to sip. I want to drink all of it. Yeah. yeah like mm-hmm. when I, like I played a game of basketball, when I get out, I was like, just one little sip. I, no, I'm telling you right now, that Gatorade's gone in five seconds. <laughs> I'm drinking the whole thing. Yes. And, uh, you know, if you run, like some people in the summer, you don't want to just drink. You want to jump in the pool. Yeah. Like you just got to. And that's basically what it is. It's just. The living water. You will never thirst water. again. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we think, well, if I go to this, is something weird going to happen? And I, I always use this scripture because I think it's really good because mm. God knew this question. Because I know one person, they said, I'm afraid if I go to God and ask him to fill me with the Holy Spirit, the devil might fill me with something and trick me. And this is, <laughs> and I understood no, that. Yeah, and no, I get, no, no, no. Yeah. And because I, I, I think you, people can get into some weird stuff sometimes. And I understood and I had empathy for, but I think this is a good scripture because if you go to him, He's going to take care of the rest of the right. business. And uh, right. this is what it says in Luke 11. It says, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks it, it will be opened. 
If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, because our flesh is evil, the Bible says there's nothing good in our flesh, but yet we know. It says, if you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? And so when we go to God and we just say, I I desire this Holy Spirit, you shouldn't have it. And I think that's important that it says, you ask for the Holy Spirit, because if you believe and you confess Jesus Christ is Lord, you're saved. But I think I love how it says when we ask him for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because it's like something separate. Why would we have to ask for the Holy Spirit if we already got it? Right. And I think that's, I, I want it. Like, right. I want it. I remember my brother, I, he, I shared this testimony. This is my testimony here. My brother came, this is one of my five brothers, came and visited me when I was in Arizona and we just moved there, me and my two other brothers. And so anyways, we have a big family. So they were already grown up. They already graduated high school and they're off doing their things. Anyways, one of my brothers came and visited me around Christmas time. How old were you? I was 15, 15 years old. Wait, I might've just turned 16. Okay. Anyway, so I'm sitting there in our apartment where we lived and uh, my brother had a little devotion for us. So it was my brother and then my two other brothers. So there's four boys in there. My mom was probably at work. Anyway, so we're sitting there. My brother gave this little devotion on the Holy Spirit and and talked about praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues and stuff like that. And uh, when we were sitting there talking about it, he was asking me all these questions. And so by the end of it, he goes, Joel or Zach, do you pray in the Spirit? Do you speak in tongues? And Zach said, yes. He said, Joel, do you pray in the Spirit and speak in tongues? And I said, yes. And then my brother, Matt, he asked him, do you pray in the Spirit and speak in tongues? He said, yes. And he goes, okay, well, that's good. And, and so we were done. And I remember after it was done, I remember like later that night and like the next day, I was sitting there thinking, do I do what he said that I do? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I just remember thinking, I was like thinking about it. I was like, yeah, I think I do that. Like what he's talking. I don't know if I really got what he was saying. You know, I'm just a sitting there teenager, but you have to realize we are spirit beings. And when you talk about things like that, all of a sudden it like... Your ears perk up. It's like he wasn't speaking to my head. My head is what was causing the problem. But my spirit was like, he's like, I don't think you know what you're talking about. I don't think you know anything what he's talking about. I remember for like two months straight, I was thinking about this thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember on a Sunday morning, I was at a, a church in Arizona, smaller church, pretty small. So like you might think it has to be a youth camp. It might be a big mega church or whatever. It was a church. There's probably a hundred some people there. And uh, for some people that is a mega church. I don't know. Anyways, maybe when I say a hundred, I'm like under 200. So anyway, so we're sitting there and he started preaching and he started talking about the Holy Spirit and he started talking about speaking in tongues. And as soon as he said it, I said, I have to have this. As soon as he said this, I said, I have to have this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this is like at the very beginning. I remember I was sitting there just, Michelle always gets on me because I'm always shaking my legs, I always tap my legs or mm-hmm. like snapping my fingers as I'm sitting there or rolling, doing stuff with my fingers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like that, you know, like just sitting there like, is he going to like hurry up and do, end this thing? Because I'm done. Yeah. Literally, I'm done right now. 
like, not like I'm done with you. I'm like, let's get on to the meat of, and the potatoes of this thing. <laughs> and so I, he finally said, all right, if you desire to have this, we're gonna call you up here and we're just gonna pray with you up front and ask that you would receive this gift. And so I was like, I was up there, I'm 16 years old. And I remember the pastor or the people just said, I just want you to worship. I don't want you to think, cause he, I, I always think of it like this. He was trying to, and when we hear things, don't think that people are always trying to manipulate you, okay? They're not trying to manipulate you all the times. What they're trying to do is just, sometimes they're just trying to let you know, I'm not gonna baptize you as Jesus, so worship Jesus right now. Yeah. It's not about me or the person laying hands on you. You could be in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus is the baptizer. It says, John the Baptist said it like this, I baptize you with water and repentance, but there's one that's coming after you, me who's gonna baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is the baptizer, Jesus. Yeah. And so he's just, like when we start worshiping, he's taking our minds off of us, turn it on God turn it on God. And so we just started worshiping Jesus, started loving Jesus. And then it came up to me and said, in the name of Jesus, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And and I remember he said it like this. He goes, now Joel, what usually happens, and he said, it doesn't always happen like this, but usually there's like syllables. They're gonna be right there. Almost like you're not gonna see them, but you're gonna feel like, do I say this? Is this what I say? He goes, say it, just start saying it. And I remember I did it like this. I took in this big breath. I went, because I was just like putting myself out there. You know, it's like sink or swim kind of a time. Yeah. I, I took in this. <laughs> sink or swim. That's right. I took in this big breath. I went, I'm not speaking another word of English. And I just went, da, da, da. And I remember I just went off. And I just started, all I was saying, guys, literally like how Kelsey said, like a little baby. All I said was, <laughs> da, 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 da. Literally like a baby. Literally like the baby's first words. Da, to it. da, 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 da. I'm sorry. I've just been, yeah. I'm, my neck's almost straining here. But anyways, <laughs> like da, 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 da. And I remember, I, I, I don't want to say it was like, because I think sometimes think what, what you experienced was an emotional euphoria. I was like. If that's emotional right. euphoria for Jesus, I'll take you emotional. Because yeah. you got to realize the spirit doesn't just heal your spirit. It says even giving strength to your mortal bodies. Right. So if the Holy Ghost gets on you, it's going to affect not only your spirit, it's going to affect your soul, which is your mind, your will, your intellect. Your If people get a little wild during these things and their emotion, they get emotional, what do you, who do you think is affecting that? Have you ever seen people affected by demonic spirits get affected in their mind as well? But guess what happens when you get affected with the Holy Spirit? Joy. This joy, mm-hmm. peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. And you might even see people weep because it's like a good weep. Yeah. Like the Holy Spirit's I coming. wail. You wail, a good wail. <laughs> you know? And like so, a dying cat. It's like a dying cat, you yeah. know? And it might be an ugly cry, but when you get up, you just feel like a thousand dollars. <laughs> you never feel you never feel bad when you get up yeah. you're like I just feel like I could love anybody. And I'm like, I wish everyone, if you tell me that's an emotional thing, I wish everyone would get that. They yeah. would get up and they would just love people like that. Yeah. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He transforms you from the inside out. And you Absolutely. notice he's gonna start transforming your emotions. So, anyways, I'm up there, I got tears rolling down my eyes. I'm just praying for people, praying for people. He goes, Joel, just go ahead and pray for everybody. I went down the line, just prayed for everybody. <laughs> and I remember I was hugging old people young people after service and I didn't even know their names but you know what I was doing how many teenagers do that 
teenagers don't. <laughs> <laughs> How many teenagers just go up and just start hugging 70 year olds they've never said a word to in their entire life? No. They don't do that. Because you're filled with the spirit. And the spirit is yes. full of a lot of love. Yes. And he wants to spread yes, the love. <laughs> and he is full. He wants to spread the love. I and love you're, it. And so, you know, I wish everyone would act like that. We Our world would be a better place if they had, I'm putting it in quotations, you can't see it, emotional experiences like that. Yeah. But I'm not saying that, but it was spiritual. And mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit was moving on me, and he filled me up with a whole lot of him. And when you get a whole lot of him, it's going to change a whole lot of things. Well, and, you know, I've just... This thought just came to mind, but if I were Satan, I I would probably try and put those walls up so that people didn't experience that, mm-hmm. so that they were saved. But if they don't have the power of the Holy Spirit, and you know they kind of feel like it's not for them, then that might that's going to limit them from increasing They're the kingdom, increasing their influence, right, yeah, of the kingdom right. on the earth. And he's like, well, if I can't get you stopped from being saved, I'll get you stopped from getting other people saved. Yes. And, and encouraging people and loving on people and, yeah, and all yeah, those things. Yeah, being a great influence. Yeah. So, if I can stop you there, I, I might not be able to get you there, but he'll get you somewhere. He he may not get you from getting a, a D, but he'll get you from not getting an A. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, he, you may pass the test, but... He's God might say, well done, my good and faithful servant. He goes, but I gave you a lot more than that, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying you're a horrible Christian if you don't, but right. there's just so much right. more. There, there is, is. There's more for you. And even where I am today, even from that point, there was more from it after that. Yeah. Not saying there's still there's, more for us. There's still more. And mm-hmm. this word of God is so deep. Mm-hmm. It is so deep. Like there, it'll be all eternity for us to study this thing and yeah. to get everything out of it that God has for us. And yeah. so this is just part of that deeper and jumping in and jumping into the spirit and see where he wants us to go. And uh, I do believe that there are going to be a lot more people now mm-hmm. than ever that are, are going to crave this and that's that's honestly a, probably the reason he put it on my heart to make this episode for people that are in about it that have absolutely no idea about it and you know god is just so good and mm. god, he's so he's a genius i mean yeah, he's god he really is a genius. like and, and he he perfects everything and he lines everything out for us. Like I, the fact that I'm doing this podcast right now, explaining all of this with you and having this conversation and this may fall on ears that truly, truly have been desiring to hear this, but you know, are confused or don't have someone to ask questions to and tired of Googling stuff, you know, like to actually hear the, hear those words and to feel comforted by them and to hopefully experience that. And when people are experiencing that, I, I just feel like there are going to be a lot more churches and a lot more people soon that are going to be experiencing the Holy Spirit in a, in a way they've never experienced before. I do too. And I, I love the whole Asbury thing. You know, <clears throat> oh, I, same. I, I know some people don't like it because it's not happening at their church. I know some people that don't like it because it's just, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. I just think anything popular, sometimes people just got to find a, re- a reason because if that's popular and I'm not popular, obviously they're doing something wrong. Yeah. And so I feel like that's what a lot of people feel like sometimes, especially the ones that are going public enough to complain about it. Mm-hmm. And I just think just because something's going right somewhere else doesn't mean you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, just jump on board. Yeah. Just jump in. 
You know, I love that it was done in, I don't want to say dilapidated chapel, but it wasn't like a modern thing. Just an old traditional chapel. But you know what? They're wild for Jesus. I don't care where they are. And even in the beginning of the turn of the century in the 1900s, when they did the, if you ever heard of the Azusa Street Revival, look it up. Mm-hmm. That's what started ba- basically every charismatic Pentecostal denomination in America. Okay. Azusa Street Revival. And you know where they were? In an old horse stable in LA. <laughs> and people were lining up in the streets. In LA, in really? LA, in LA. That's in the, awesome. In the streets of LA. And they were complaining because it was black people, white people, brown people, but they were all just and hungry. They were all for together. The, and there were poor people, there yeah. were rich people. And that, you know what that sounds like? Acts 2. It shall come on their sons and daughters. Mm. It, can, it shall come on the handmaidens. It shall come on the poor. It shall come wow. on the rich. It's going to come on everybody. And yes. that's what I love about it is just like, that's how he does things. Mm-hmm. He is like, there are no barriers. There are no divisions. He's just like, I'm just going to pour it out. And so I I love it. And so I think if you're there and you're questioning it, don't get cynical. Mm-hmm. Don't get angry. Just get hungry. Yeah. And the Bible says, if you're hungry and thirsty, you're going to be filled. Yeah. Plain and simple. And well, so, we've got five minutes. Okay. But what if you could round this out in five minutes, what would you want to leave the audience with about man, this subject? Man, I don't know. I don't I think it's just there's so much to it. There really is, but mm-hmm. you're not gonna find what you're looking for in this life without it. Wow. I don't think you will. I mean, Jesus you when you find Jesus, it's like life changing. Mm-hmm. Which I'm one, I'm not really a good one to ask on that because I feel like I was saved since I was born, <laughs> but I, I've seen it happen to a lot of people. <laughs> yes. like that. It really is. It's a life changing thing. And uh, but when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. it just uh, it's like Rock it's one world. thing to have a cake, but it's a whole <laughs> other thing to have a cake with icing on it, good icing, yeah. or like you know toppings yeah. and stuff. And mm-hmm. this is just nothing but the cherry on top. You're like, ah, I knew my cake could have more than that. Wow. Yeah. And that's what it, I feel like. It's like, man, I, maybe you don't like icing, whatever it is you do like. Yeah. You know, and I think like, even if you're listening here today, I, I want you to, it, maybe you're questioning it, maybe you're even pursuing it. Mm-hmm. And I just believe right where you're listening, sitting there today, I would love to hear testimonies of people who just said, you know what? I just sat there and I just lifted up my hand and said, Jesus, I want this. Baptize me with your Holy Spirit. And I think it's, he will do it. Yeah, I love how it says baptized. That means immersed. Mm -hmm. Because when you got saved, he came in. But when you get baptized, you get immersed. Yes. You get drenched all the way. You know, some people dip their vegetables in the vegetable dip. Some people immerse themselves <laughs> in the vegetable dip. And I would rather... And there ain't nothing wrong with that. And ain't nothing wrong with that. And so <laughs> either way, you're going to get a taste of it, but you might as well get the full thing. Yeah, and, amen. That's good. And so it just remember, many people have been water baptized and they went underwater, but that's what it's spiritually like. You, I can't put into words mm. what actually happens, but you just go under the his water and you're like... What is this? And once you get it, you don't stop. Yeah. You don't stop. Yeah. You don't stop. You just keep on going and going and going and going. Because in, in Ephesians, it says it like this. He goes, "You, when you pray in the Spirit, you can continually be filled. Mm. Be filled. So when you, yesterday was one thing, but you know what? The next morning you can get up, you can fill again. 
Mm. Feel again. It may not feel the same way. Oh gosh, we have how many times? How much time left? I got mm, two minutes. Two minutes. But I just remember the story <laughs> of this man. He shared this. I'm going to share it real quick, and then I'm going to pray for all of you, and then we're going to end it here. All right. I love a good testimony. Yeah. But this man shared this story about how he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he said, "I had a I had a work trip, so I traveled to Dallas, Texas, and back." from Tulsa, Oklahoma. He said it was like, you know, it's like a four and a half hour trip, I believe. Mm-hmm. But so he drove four and a half hours. He says, I determined I'm gonna pray in the spirit all the way there and all the way back. Mm-hmm. And he said, I went there, I picked up my thing I had to pick up and I came back. So that's about nine hours of praying in tongues. He said, I did. And he goes, you know what? I didn't feel a lick different, not even a lick. I just sat, I, I just did it the whole time. I prayed in the spirit on the way there and I prayed in the spirit on the way back. I did not feel any different. I was invited to go to a church service that night. And at that church service, it was one of my, the minister was a friend of mine. He asked me, well, there's a person over there that at, at the beginning of service, he said, does anyone have any prayer needs? And this one lady raised her hand, said she was dealing with cancer. And he's, he pointed to that man. He said, hey, the one who prayed for nine hours, he said, will you go pray for them? He said, sure. He goes, I didn't feel any different, but I went up to him. He goes, it was just like Jesus in the Bible. I went up to him and I said, in the name of Jesus. And he said, as soon as I said, in the name of Jesus, this woman flew backwards. There was nothing. (laughs) I didn't stimulate anything. There was no worship music going. He goes, she flew backwards and she got up and the cancer was gone. She flew backward. No one, I didn't even get to my hand to her head. She flew backwards. He goes, you don't necessarily feel anything all the time, but sometimes you might, but the power was there yeah. because you got charged. And we, because Jesus, I love about Jesus is like when he went and prayed for people, he didn't have these big old long prayers, mm-hmm. but he was charged. And so he had people had access to this charge everywhere he went. It wasn't like God, Father, Heaven, how be Thy name, Thy kingdom come. He just said, "Be whole, be whole," because there was substance behind. He didn't have to cover up his lack of substance with long, provocative prayers, but he had substance that people could pull from. And so we're going to pray for people to get the substance. This yes, Holy Spirit, please. He is going to come and fill people that are listening to this and bring clarity to people. So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you that you are a good father and you love us and you care for us. And those who are listening, even now, they're beginning to feel like a tug. I got to have what he has, just like the tug they had when the pastor was saying, do you need to receive Jesus? And their hands were just gripped to the chair in front of them. And they had that, like, you know, the shaking, like, I need to do this. I need to do this. You're feeling that even now that God, the Holy Spirit's drawing you to him and saying, you need to have more. You need to have more. So, Father, I pray for everyone that's listening to this, that they would just be filled with the Holy Spirit. If an earthly father knows not to give bad gifts to their children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit? So I just pray right now, receive the Holy Spirit and step out in faith and exercise your gift that he gives you. And just don't stop. You just run your race and God's going to have signs and wonders following you wherever you go. We just thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Yes. All right. We love you guys. Peace. Bye.
Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like more information on this podcast, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Picturing Purpose Podcast. Find us on Anchor as well as every major streaming service. If you are excited for this journey and want to see this podcast thrive, there are many ways you can help. The most simple thing you can do is by leaving a five-star review on your streaming service of choice. Reviews help podcasts so much. Another easy thing, anytime you see a post from the Picturing Purpose Podcast social media pages, please comment, like, and share. This generates a bigger audience and brings more listeners. You never know, one of your friends may need to hear an encouraging word. I need daily motivation myself. Last, but definitely not least, if you want to see this podcast fulfill its purpose, your donations are incredibly appreciated. Keeping the podcast up and running is an extra cost I have taken on and will continue to do as needed. I know that God will always provide because this podcast is His. Not only will donations go to the making of the podcast, but Picturing Purpose will be blessing a portion of its monthly earnings to people in need. Whatever God puts on my heart is where the money will go. There is no donation too small, and you can also set up reoccurring payments. Even $5 a month would be super helpful. If you are unable to donate, your prayers are powerful. Please pray for this podcast and that it continues to serve its purpose and spread the love of Christ. Our hope is that Picturing Purpose is an encouragement to anyone that needs it and that we create strong, confident, and motivated disciples. Thank you for your support.